Hello and welcome to episode 338 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Weekly Podcast of Many Topics. I'm Mike Solosi, and it is August. It's a new month. It's a we're hitting the back end of summer. We have a lot that we're playing and doing, but instead of taking some time to talk about video games, we're going to take some time to get to know each other a little bit better. Yes, this is the second episode of its kind for Retro Encounter. Uh, two years ago, we did an icebreaker episode called Three Truths and a Lie, and here is another Three Truths and a Lie with three new panelists. But before we explain what we're doing exactly, let's introduce that panel, starting with Wes Island. Hey, everybody. Also, Nikki Fakuri. Hello. And making his Retro Encounter debut, Mario Garcia. What? Nikki, Mario, Wes, uh, we're going to play an ice-breaking game. Uh, it's just a fun, dumb little podcast thing to just, you know, tell some, tell each other a little bit about ourselves, uh, have a fun sort of guessing kind of game, and produce a podcast that doesn't require me playing a 40-hour RPG as preparation. So, uh, but we, there was a little bit of preparation here, because uh, what I ask each of us to do, including myself, is to write down eight statements. Um divided into two sub- subjects four about vid- your yourself and video games and four about yourself but not about video games and e- each of these sets of four three of the statements will be true and one will be a lie and so we'll take turns reciting our state our four statements in uh you know in sort of chunks by category uh, m- uh explain them each a little bit and then the three people who are not reading their statements at that time try to guess which one is the lie uh you maybe you've played this at a uh, place of business or university orientation, uh, like uh, they're they are simple, they are silly, and but they're also fun, and you know, we are learning a little bit about each other in doing so. So, uh, do we understand what we're doing here? And does everybody have their eight statements? Yeah, let's do it. Yes to both. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's do each of our video games uh, statements first. And then uh, once each one, each of us has a turn, we'll do the uh, the non-video games ones second. So, all right, <clears throat> my four statements, three of which are true, one of which is a lie. Number one, my favorite character class in when I play RPGs that have those is almost always a version of a mage. Number two, I took a break from playing Monster Hunter for around six years in the 2010s. Number three. My favorite Nintendo DS game is Elite Beat Agents, and I've imported its prequel and sequel. And number four, I own multiple copies of Kingdom Hearts 2 and have played zero of them. So which is it? Do I love mages? Did I take six years away from Monster Hunter? Do I love Elite Beat Agents? Do I, have I, do I own a bunch of co- copies of Kingdom Hearts but have played zero of them? Which one is the lie? I will accept your questions now. Which is your favorite Elite Beat Agent level? Which song? Um, uh, okay, I the your my inspiration level is the one that has me cry the most easily. But I really like the uh, Destiny's Child Survivor Zombie Apocalypse level. Do you have specific cool. types of mages that you go for? Whether they're like, um, I I, I usually ones with offense. I'm like when I'm thinking of game. I'm thinking of games like. Uh, Oh, like Diablo and Torchlight, where my favorite class is always the one that, you know, can make it rain fire or lightning everywhere. But when it's time for a boss, I can I can properly zap them with something single target. I just I, I, I like big showy magic uh, area of effect and single effect. And, and, and I am thinking and, and but when I'm making a party of like 
JRPG characters. I like a balanced team that includes a mage, if that makes sense. But I was mostly thinking more Western RPGs where you're where you're uh, controlling a, a single character. Got it. Okay. And then was there any like particular reason or did it kind of just happen, the Monster Hunter break? No, no, there's a whole complicated history there. Uh, I played a, a disgusting amount of the PSP Monster Hunter games, which is where, how I got my start. And um, But then when my regular hunting partner moved to Germany and lived there for three years, uh, we tried playing our PSPs over a long-distance wired connection using something called ad hoc play that was really messed up. Uh, but it, but like while he was gone, I tried to get into Monster Hunter 3 slash try and didn't really like it. So without my, my Monster Hunter playing buddy around and me not loving Generation 3, I completely skipped Gen 3 and Gen 4 and uh, didn't get back into Monster Hunter until World in 2018. Likely story. I, I went back after playing World and did play one of the Gen 4 games, uh, Monster Hunter Generations, in fact, or, or Double Cross, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I did not play that one in the moment. For it was like, I, I said six years, but I'm estimating a little bit. It's something like 2012 to 2018 ish is when the break happened. Which versions of Kingdom Hearts two do you own? I have a copy from PS2, and it was I think it's a cheap one. I think it's a greatest hits, and then I have the 2.5 version for PS3. And uh, uh, how I played Kingdom Hearts 1 for the podcast a couple years ago was the 1.5 on PS3. And then uh, more recently, maybe uh, a year or two years ago, I got the PS4 Story So Far collection, which also has Kingdom Hearts 2 on it. So I have three copies of Kingdom Hearts 2, and I, but I've never played it. I, uh, I was a bit of a Kingdom Hearts avoider for many, many years. And only more recently have I thought about replaying it, maybe with the podcast. I wish you were worse at lying, Mike. <laughs> I'm bad yeah, at all lying. those answers were pretty solid. I'm bad <laughs> at lying, but I'm actually okay at improv. So <laughs> I feel like the, only, the only situations where I can lie reliably at all are when I'm playing games. Unfortunately uh, for me, unfortunately for you. <laughs> you, you, you just got to twist your thinking a little bit. Yeah, but uh, so I think that's probably enough discussion. Let's get some votes in. Which ones do you think are the lie? Uh, is it... Um, my gaming preferences with mages, is it Monster Hunter Breaks, is it uh, Elite Beat Agents, or is it Kingdom Hearts 2? Give me your guesses. Mage. I'm a vote for mage, yeah. I don't think you're a mage person. Okay, Mario says mage as well. And Wes, what's your your guess? (laughs) That's what I was going to say, too. (laughs) Strategically double-thinking, but no, we're all on the same page. Let's let's say the mage. All right, so either you each all get one point or I get two points. Which one is it? You all get one. I, I was lying about that. I, I, I love head warrior characters with maybe a war cry or a buff or something. I, I, uh, my favorite Diablo character is the Barbarian. Boom. You're, you're right. I'm not a mage guy. My, my FF14 main is warrior even. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm I mean, not. Your answers were pretty solid, though. Like, you gave a pretty good alibi for it well uh, it's appreciated but maybe i would have preferred winning that time just just (laughs) just just the the trivia lover and competitive streak in me your consolation of it was pretty hard for us to all guess the right one (laughs) all right well uh it's time for another person to bear their soul or at least three quarters of a part of their soul 
and uh, have the other th- and have the other three guests. Uh, who's going next? I can go. All right, Nikki. Uh, hit us with your four statements about you and video games, only one of which is not true. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, my first statement. My favorite Ace Attorney series ship is a tie between Asoryu and Baroryu, which is Ryunosuke and Kazuma and Ryunosuke and Vanzeeks. My second statement. I think Roberto from Pio Fiore Faded Memories should have his own romantic route. However, I think Kaina from Olympia Soiree should never have a romantic route. My third statement. My second favorite Pokemon generation in terms of games is Gen 4. In terms of Pokemon, it's Gen 6. And my fourth statement is I have over 800 hours logged on my Fire Emblem Sacred Stone save file making it the Fire Emblem game I have the most hours logged in. Oh, boy. Oh, my God, yeah. I feel doomed. All of these are so specific that I instantly believe all of them. Oh. <laughs> what are some oh. of your favorite Gen 6 Pokemon? Esper. And Anakin. Uh, I like, oh, my God, Clodzer. Gudra. <gasps> Gumi. Ooh, uh, I love Gumi. Gumi is very cute. I'm I'm a I'm a Halucha man myself. Yeah, Halucha is really good, really good, and really good shiny. Oh yeah. I I, I, I kind of like original Halucha because uh, having a luchador in the colors of the Mexican flag just seems right. It's a really cool guy. Uh, what were the two um, Otome games you mentioned in statement number two? One of them was uh, Olympia Soiree. Right, and Piofiore Faded Memories. Uh, Piofiore is the Mafia one, if that helps. It doesn't, but it's a bit appreciated. I have played the first two hours of Collar Cross Malice, and I might, I might finish that one ah, of these days. That's the one I haven't played, unfortunately. But I've heard it's very, very good. But that's, that's the police one, right? Yes, Police mm-hmm. is the cops and yeah. criminals one, and that means between you and I, we've played all of the Otome. So that's wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, we did it. Ooh. <laughs> but Nikki, nice. I have to ask though. I mean, uh, Fire Emblem Sacred Stones is a great Fire Emblem game, but I'm not. Uh, but 800 hours is that? Is that in a single save file or across multiple? No, that's a good question. It is in one save file. The only save oh, file wow. I have. Well, oh my. Um, uh, how how do you decide to how did you build Ross in that file? He's definitely in the game. <laughs> He's the boss. So, well, Ross rhymes with boss, and right, not Ross talk- the boss. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. These are four topics or games that I know Nikki is very passionate about, and I do not doubt her passion one iota which makes me want to believe all four of them <laughs> yeah no that sounds hard i think i think we've uh i think it's about time to guess um i i, I mean i love sacred stones but 800 hours is so many hours for a gba game uh th- my guess is is fire emblem i'm gonna guess the pokemon one 
Um, I'm never going to remember the name of those two visual novels, but that one's specific enough that I think you're trying to trip us up because you knew we wouldn't know much about them. <laughs> that's also another, that's another option. Wes guesses Otome, Mario guesses Pokemon, and I guess Fire Emblem. Nikki, which one of us is right, or are none of us right? Uh, it's the Pokemon one. Yes. Oh, thanks oh. to Mario. So what's the true version of it? Um, my second favorite uh, Pokemon generation in terms of games and Pokemon is Gen 6. Uh, all right. So um, I, it was Diamond and Pearl disrespect all along. Yeah. <laughs> Just tear the mask off and what do you know? <laughs> but if you Sorry. tear Halucha's mask off, then, then then he has to retire from Pro Resu. That's, oh. that's no, the Plasma wouldn't like that if you start tearing off Pokemon's faces. When Rey Mysterio wrestled with his mask off for a couple of years, nobody liked it, especially Rey Mysterio. But anyway, it was very uncomfortable for everyone. Right, that was. I'm, that, that, I'm glad you the, asked about Sacred Stones. I'm I, glad I, I enjoy Sacred Stones a lot. I'm just. And it's a big game, yeah, I mean, but that's true. That's crazy. I didn't play it. It's just logged in there. Okay. I fell asleep and I didn't <laughs> open my Wii U for about a month. Oh, oh all right. That, that explains oh, it. That's, 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 yeah, I yeah, haven't gotten Ross yet. What? Ross is like I, chapter seven. I fell asleep. What do you want me to do? Oh, that's my favorite. That is fantastic. Yeah, that's great. That's how you make this game. That's really good. You, you do not need to apologize for falling asleep for five weeks, Nikki. It's all right. We, 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 we I was very tired. All right. Uh, Wes or Mario, it's one of your turns next. Who uh, Who's it going to be? I'll nab this. It's about right, time. Wes, give us your four, only three of which are real. My first statement, I have done contract video game dev work in the past. Uh, second statement, I exclusively import common Rider games. My third, my first male video game crush was from Dragon Age Origins. I'm sorry, it's pronounced, it's pronounced Dragon Age Oranges, but please Oranges. Continue. Please continue. Oh, and that's the problem when you only read it and never say it out loud, you know? Oh, yeah, you know, I was, I was yeah, exactly that, the same way with the word naive for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And my fourth, I once completed Tales of Eternia in a single sitting. Well, okay. Now, Wes, I might be uniquely uh, attached to all of these, probably being the only person here that's seen hundreds of episodes of Kamen Rider, besides (laughs) yourself, of course. Uh, But but, uh, I want to ask you a question about contract work. Uh, What was your role on the game development team? Uh, I did some independent QA um, for a game whose name I will talk about off mic uh, because I had interesting experiences with it. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I guess I, I need to el- address my personal elephant in the room. Um, d- tell me one or two of the common Rider games that you've imported. Uh, I recently got Climax Scramble, which is pretty solid. Um, I really liked Common Rider Batride War Genesis more though uh, that's uh, one that, i spent the most time with oh yeah no, that, that's the one where um ghost and deno team up to to, to fix the time traveling shockers yes and yes, okay. it made me that's, very happy that that is the one that i've played the most in fact I, the only one i've put hard time into but uh yeah it, uh listeners if you're if you're interested in the common writer muso game uh batride war genesis from around 2015 or 2016 is the move 
okay, so uh, spoiler alert, Mario and Nikki, I really believe that Common Rider won, but <laughs> uh, what are our thoughts on Tales of Eternia and Dragon Age Oranges? Yeah, who's the crush in Dragon Age? Oh, right. That's the most important question of all. That that would be Zevran. Uh, that Zevran, Zevran okay, awakened yeah. things Zevran. in me. I believe that. I believe that. Zevran's the... Uh... A pretty common crush in that one. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the problem is the four op romance options in Dragon Age Oranges are a one ab- absolutely crushable. Yes, like like, like yeah, uh, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Morgan, Liliana, Alistair, Zevran. Man, you know this is rude of me. I think Zevran might be my least favorite of the four. <laughs> really, it's oh, fine. Wow. More for me. Hey, Alistair <laughs> is a handsome devil. All right, just saying. <laughs> Who's your favorite hmm. character in uh, Tales of Eternia? Oh, it's it's got to be Max. It's got to be Max. I never played as Max, but uh, he has like the best voice work where most of his lines are just kind of small numbers of words, but really in- heroically spoken. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the constant yes. And I, I think he speaks in like a full sentence one time. But when he does it, and and it's totally cogent and even intelligent. And when he's, but when he does it, it's almost, it almost comes as a shock. Yes, it's almost a punchline to a joke that's been building. And you you should try to use uh, Max in battle. Like if you get the element, if you get the canceller and can you know combine all of his giant gun moves into a single chain, it costs like three hundred TP, but it absolutely rules. Yeah, I I would race my friend. I would use uh, Burning Phoenix or Rising Phoenix. I think turns into Burning Phoenix. And he would use elemental cannon on Max, and we'd see who could wipe out all the trash bobs first. <laughs> Wait, how long's like an average playthrough of Tales of Eternia? Um, man, it's been a while. Uh, if you miss a lot of or stuff, like knows. I did, it was thirty to forty hours, I think. Okay. Um, you can get a lot more time out of it, but now that's where I was suspicious because I have played Tales of, Frater- of Eternia. I'm a I'm a big fan of it, in fact. But playing all of it in one sitting is at least twenty four hours. I I feel because it's a it's a medium length PS one game. Yeah, it's a, it's a proper sized RPG. All right. Well, okay. I I I'm gonna do my guess. As much as it pains me in my heart, I think Wes is lying about Common Rider because I have a feeling that Wes imports more than just Common Rider games. I'm gonna guess the Tales of. I'll guess uh, the the game development one. All right, so 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 N- Nikki guesses contract work. I guess Common Rider, and Mario guesses Tales of Eternia. Wes, which one is true? That's a point for Mike. I also oh. import Super Robot Wars games. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was Dang, not far from the truth. Must have been crazy though. <laughs> All in one sitting. Well, Yes. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that had to be more than 24 hours, right? It was. Uh, I did this in high school with uh, my best friend uh, during summer break. My mom was out of town for like a week on business. So we had the place to ourselves. And actually during that, nice. the heat shut down in my house. My house was always the hangout spot because there wasn't a lot of parental supervision. Uh, so we ended up playing the last half of the game. We like picked it up, moved it over into the other room because it was smaller and the space heaters would do more for us. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like the co-op experience of a lifetime. When you were fighting Celsius in the second half of the game, it must have felt a little bit too real, like free, like free, like freezing in your own house. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that my memories of the end of it are hazy. I, I much better remember when we played it again and found everything with a couple other friends <laughs> and didn't do it in one sitting. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Wes. And now uh, it is time to pass the talking stick to Mario. Uh, please give us your four statements, which include three truths and one lie. All right, let's do it. All right. So my first one is, as a kid, I spent hours trying to unlock Sonic and Super Smash Bros. Melee by defeating 20 enemies in Cruel Melee, which is one of the game modes in, that, in Melee. Yeah. And then... Let's see. My next one is during the summer of 2020, I booted up to Chow Garden in Sonic Adventure 2 and raised Chow that I had named after the main cast of Octopath Traveler. <laughs> next one is I prefer fashion over function when equipping characters in a video game. I would choose a better looking outfit with weaker stats over a basic looking high level. High level one. And my last one is my favorite Final Fantasy ship is Tidus and Yuna from Final Fantasy X. I wasn't a fan of them at first, but that Macalania Wood scene and the ballad and everything won me over. Hmm. When you say the when you say the ballad, do you mean the the song that plays at that scene, or yeah? The, or, oh, okay. I thought you meant I thought maybe you meant like the sending at the beginning and then the Macalania scene later or something. Okay. Man, these all sound eminently reasonable. Yeah, no, I, these are all very believable, but I, I, I do have some questions. Um, uh, now, now, Melee is a GameCube game from uh, right around 2001 or 2002. Uh, like, you, you, you couldn't look this up on the internet and, and verify it before wasting hours and hours trying to unlock Sonic? Yeah, so, one, I was a dumb kid, and two, I actually, yeah, it's... It was a rumor, like, online. Like, a bunch of guides said it, and I was a dumb kid who just believed what I read on the internet. So, yeah, I spent an hour. And, like, Chrome Millie is pretty hard, especially as, like, a kid who doesn't know what he's doing. So, yeah, it took me forever to, like, try to get up to 20 enemies. And I don't even remember if I actually got to it or not, but I did find out eventually that, yeah, Sonic is not in Melee, unfortunately. Spoiler alert for anyone who didn't know. When I was a dumb kid, I definitely tried to locate uh, Mew and or Gochu. Yeah, and Mew under the truck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Let's see what else to ask. Yeah, but the internet was a different place back then, I think, in terms of like game guides and like general knowledge. Oh, yeah. The game facts forums were basically like the set of uh, Mad Max. So I. I... <laughs> yeah especially in regards to melee like uh not to derail but i remember um there's this like thing that people still believe to this day that like leaf was going to be chosen over roy in melee oh but yeah yeah but that's there's no actual like source for that there's no evidence so, it was just so that might not be true but that's just something that a lot of people even to this day take as fact so, I don't know. It's online, so it has to be true. Right. That's true, actually. I didn't consider that point. You're right. There, there are so many apocryphal stories of video game development that definitely had their, uh, like, like had their genesis on 
something like a Yahoo groups or an old AOL chat room, but somehow became uh, became an accepted truth. Like the whole, <laughs> like, like the whole uh, Sakaguchi named it Final Fantasy because it was his last chance at a successful oh, game, yeah. Which, yeah. which is which is which is fake. But uh, everyone believed it online for decades. Oh, I didn't even know that was fake. <laughs> <laughs> It's still widely believed. Yeah, it was still no. He, they uh, they they liked how the acronym FF sounded sounded in Japanese, so they uh, used a lot of English words combining FF, and the game was almost called Fighting Fantasy until they realized it was copywritten. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we're not here to talk about uh, <laughs> apocryphal um, video game stories, although that might make a good podcast episode. Yeah, yeah jotting down a little suggestion. Yeah. Uh, Mario, tell us a little bit about how you got the Octopath Traveler cast into your Chow Garden. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, yeah, so for folks um, who don't know that, yeah, so Sonic Adventure 2, there's this thing called the Chow Garden, which is, like, essentially, like, a pet simulator. Like, you get to raise Chow, get to feed them, level them up, um, get them in competitions. They do, like, karate and racing and stuff. It's really cute. And I just raised a bunch of Chow during middle you know summer of 2020 middle of quarantine it's a couple of months in at that point trying to figure out what to do so i pop out the gamecube and had recently played octopath traveler so i just named a bunch of chow after the main party hmm. who's your favorite uh character from octopath and did they end up being your favorite chow oh that's a good question um who's my favorite octopath um God, um, I chose Therion, so I feel like Therion's my go-to. Let me think. Love I feel Therion. like that, I really like the cast in that game. Um, but yeah, I think Therion, if I had to choose one individual. but And did they end up being my favorite child? Yeah, I made him a dark child. Um, and that's like, yeah, it, I like them. I like them a lot. I think he did get the most attention now that I think about it. <laughs> I mean, my favorite Octopath character is probably Cyrus by personality, but Ulbrich. Yeah, Cyrus is really by, good, too. Yeah, but, but Ulbrich by how he's in battle, because we've already established that I like meathead knights and not mages. <laughs> Wait, I'm, 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 I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, Mario, yours were uh, uh, Sonic in Melee. Yeah, Sonic uh, in Melee. Chow Garden. Um, Chow Garden. Final Fantasy couple being Tidus and Yuna. Right. And then the last one was preferring fashion over function and equipping characters in a video game. Now you see, I almost have the opposite opinion, where I always go for function over fashion. Like I can, I can min max a little bit in some some kinds of games, but I know enough people with that exact opinion that I that I believe that one is true. That that one's not my guess. Do you have uh, any particular standout? Like, do you have the time where you have sacrificed the most in the name of fashion that mm. stands out? <laughs> Let's see, like a particular game where I really cared about it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, this I'm thinking of a game where like the stats actually didn't matter, so I really appreciated it. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven, where like yeah. it kept the aesthetics of it, even but you still got to equip whatever stats. I like when a game does that because then that works for me. Yeah, <laughs> where, where, where you're allowed to like keep it as a layer after you, uh, uh, like like it's a, it's a separate layer or glamour, and you, you, so you can you can you can get the function and fashion at the same time I know yeah exactly and yeah. like fashion could also be very loosely interpreted like if i want to go fight god with like a fish or something like i consider that fashionable over equipping mm -hmm. like the god slayer sword or whatever you should be equipped at that point i uh i, I i've been playing a disgusting amount of monster hunter rise sunbreak recently and uh 
the community is divided because of the current best gun lance for a certain type of play style, a certain type of ammo style, is a giant corn on the cob that shoots popcorn. <laughs> it's, 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 called, it's called the corn popper. And oh, the community God. is divided on whether it is hilarious and the best thing they've ever seen or if they absolutely despise it. It's, it's the best. Yeah, no, I can see that being divisive. All right, I'll, I'll guess first. Uh, my guess is Final Fantasy because... Um, I, I I don't know. I feel I feel the kernel of truth in the other three. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 guessing you have a different favorite Final Fantasy ship. Okay, that was my guess as well. <laughs> I'm just going along with the flow. Oh no! Yeah, me too. Uh, are we all guessing Final Fantasy? All right. So it's either going to be a point each for Nikki, Wes, and myself, or Mario is going to get two points. Mario, lay it on us. You all get a point, yeah. Yay. I'm a Final Fantasy IX person, Zidane and Dagger are my... Oh, all right. Oh, someone after my yeah, own heart. That was, yeah, that was... Yeah, y'all got it. Damn, yeah. Well, holy moly. Uh, th- th- this is amazing. Um, during, my, during my round, all of you got a point. During Mario's round, everyone besides Mario got a point. During Nikki's round, Mario got a point back. And during Wes's round, I got a point back. So the score is tied oh. at two, all four of us. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. At the halfway point. It now is, we have to fight. It is yeah. the definition of ever, of I'm anyone's dead. game. So this is becoming a Battle Royale or Wes, as you and I would call it, a common Rider Ryuki. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. So anyway, we are in the second half of the podcast, so this is going to be exactly like the first half, but, but all of the questions are going to be about us as individuals not related to video games. The video game questions or statements are gone, and now we're just going to talk about ourselves, except this isn't therapy because I have, I, if it were, I would be violating every confidentiality rule that therapists have to sign. So um, let's do the same order that we did the first time around. So myself, then Nikki, then Wes, then Mario. So I guess that means it's my turn first. <laughs> All right. Four statements, three of which are true, one of which is a falsehood. Number one, I strongly dislike eating eggs unless they are in rice or noodles. Number two, I am a professional manhole inspector. Number three, I have never visited any country other than the United States, the United Kingdom, or Canada. And number four, I once accidentally gave myself an electric shock using a dog collar. So drink that in. Was the dog collar on purpose or on accident? It was an accident. Um, I was walking a friend's two dogs, and they live in a property with an electric fence. I heard their collars beeping as I was leaving, so I hurriedly took off their collars and put them in my jacket pocket. And then uh, when I crossed the electric fence barrier, um, one or both of them shocked me right in the navel. <laughs> and it felt like a very sudden, weird, hot needle. Oh, no. That's not safe. And uh, the dog owners that, that I was visiting, after I told them what happened, it was the hardest I had seen them laugh in my entire life. <laughs> If you could, where would you like to travel? Uh, well, I can speak some French, uh, so I would love to go to France or Belgium. Um, Japan is very high on the list, especially since I've toured six Japanese cities thanks to the Yakuza video games. 
And uh, my my American heritage is Irish and Hungarian, so I would love to visit Ireland and Hungary someday. Okay. Those are the yeah. Let's let's let, let's say France, Belgium, Ireland, Hungary, Japan. Those are my five. Can you give me that first statement again? It's a little jumbled in my head. Sure. I strongly dislike eating eggs unless they are in rice or noodles. And I'll I'll clarify that a little bit. If like there's a bit of fried egg in some fried rice or there is a hard boiled egg in a bowl of ramen, I will eat those. But I just really don't like things like like scrambled eggs or omelets or breakfast eggs. I just I just I'm not an egg guy. But if there's egg in noodles or something, then I then I can I usually barely even notice it. See, I believe that one because I'm very much the same way. And uh, I don't know. We end up lining up on too many things. So. Yeah, Wes, you and I share too many opinions. Sometimes it's a little <laughs> strange. It's, it's a problem. I almost included a common Rider uh, fact in here, but I thought I, I realized it would be unintelligible to 99% of our audience. So I, I, <laughs> I'm making it a goal to bring it to every episode I'm on from now on. So just had to keep it going. Well, I'm down to expand upon it because I, I have seen a disgusting amount of, of Common Rider. Uh, but yeah, any other questions about these statements? I'm struggling because I know Manhole Cover Inspector was a job, but I'm questioning if you had gotten a change because I feel like I remember that conversation. Also, my memory's real bad. Uh, I, I, I'll... I will clarify this for you. Uh, I am I work for the for a sewer company or a, a local public works office, and I, I don't inspect manholes anymore. But uh, connecting and mapping and diagramming manholes is something I very very much do all the time. So I, I, I still consider myself a manhole inspector in spirit. If if uh, in technicality I I'm not out there performing inspections anymore. But I mean, you give me a you show me a manhole, I will pop that open twenty two inches wide and uh, and tell you all about it. Uh, at least i'm not going crazy i do remember (laughs) some conversations from time to time so eggs manholes uh, english-speaking countries or electric shocks with dog collars one of those is not true are you ready to guess i vote egg nikki guesses eggs i vote the travel one Wes. Yeah, I was leaning towards the travel one too. Okay, so both Wes and Mario go for travel. Is that correct? Correct. That is a point to both Wes and Mario. Woo! I have been to a couple. I I I almost guessed the egg one. The egg one was my second guess. I, I don't like eggs. It's it's I fully true. I was I, um, thinking it, that you were gonna say like I can't even eat them in noodles. I, I thought it was like that angle. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I, have, I have tried a hard-boiled egg on its own and i find it gross but if you put a hard-boiled egg in a bowl of ramen i'm gonna eat that hard-boiled egg it's just that it's just the fact of the matter yeah it gets marinated and something tasty it is a little hard though if i'm if i go to a place that serves breakfast or something and i don't want waffles or pancakes finding something without eggs on the list can be a little bit challenging sometimes <sighs> yeah yeah that's why i learned to accept them in breakfast burritos Oh, you know, I've I've tried breakfast burritos with eggs, but I, it's it's a like one time I remember finishing it out of politeness, but I, it's it's not my bag at all. Fair, but anyway, it is not time to discover what's in my bag. Uh, Nikki, it's time for you to open your bag of tricks. Uh, give us four statements about yourself, three of which are true, one of which is a falsehood. Okay, uh, my first statement: 
Growing up, my dream jobs consisted of veterinarian and maritime disaster historian. My second statement, I've seen REO Speedwagon, Imagine Dragons, and Weezer, among others, live in concert. Uh, my third statement, not counting layovers or where I live. The countries I've visited are Canada, France, and Venezuela. And uh, my fourth statement is my planning system comprises of a Hobonichi Techo, Hobonichi Weeks, and a traveler's notebook with three inserts. Holy moly, we have another, I've visited these countries list here. <laughs> comparing passports on the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Nikki, where in France did you visit? Uh, Provence. All right, I, I only visited uh, um, Normandy, uh, not Normandy, I only visited Paris and Caen. Ooh. Not Caen, Caen, C-A-E-N, a different place. I'd like to go there someday. To see the rest of it, I mean. The rest of that <laughs> country. I'd also like to go back to Provence, but... As would I. And I, I, I really, I've only been to France twice, but I really liked it both times. Um, I, I guess I didn't clarify that in my previous one. Yes, I have been to a couple places in, in, in Europe in addition to the UK. <laughs> but and, and you said the other two places you've been to were uh, Canada and Venezuela? Yes. What was your occasion for visiting Venezuela? Uh, Christmas. Okay. <laughs> and New Year's. That's also in that like vicinity. Okay, I'm sure the weather was great. Yes. Visiting the tropics for the during the winter months. Hmm. Let's see. What's an interesting historical event that's maritime related? You know, like. I was like looking besides the Titanic, right? Um, okay, there was yeah, one yeah. and um, I can't remember the name of the ship, but it was this one where the ship just kind of caught fire in the middle of the ocean. And <laughs> they think that it was, there was like an escaped convict on there and he murdered the captain and like burned the ship to try to like hide it. I cannot remember the name of the ship, but I remember that being the one that fascinated me the most after the Titanic. That's okay. I'm not sure if that one rings a bell. It almost sounds like an amazing ocean version of Con Air. So I'm down. Did the convict like get away? I, I think he was one of the few survivors. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. What, what instilled like that desire to, to, to be, you know, maritime historian and you like, you know, growing up. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I think it was um, like, I just got this like hyper fixation with the Titanic and researching it. This was before they found out that like the, uh, the fog on, on the ocean was part of what made it like impossible for the uh, signals to be read by like other passing ships. Um, and like, I think I just kind of got a hyper fixation on that and like how the, uh, how there was that one book that was written like a hundred years before or something that almost exactly turned out to be what happened to the Titanic. 
And then just like, just doing a big old Wikipedia run through and then clicking all these links and seeing, wow, uh, ships are scary. Scary things happen on ships. That's not just, you know, the big one, the Titanic, right? And then I think just like hyper fixating on like all those different kind of things and just how like tragic, but also just very fascinating it all is. What's your favorite kind of animal? My favorite animal? Yeah. I think uh, probably cats. They used to be snakes back then, though, when I wanted to be a vet. I, I do have, I don't want to say this is my favorite maritime disaster, but I do have a favorite fact about maritime disasters. Um, <laughs> before, the BP, before the BP oil spill, the worst oil spill in North America was the Exxon Valdez in uh, um, Prince William Sound in Canada. And uh, after that crash, uh, it was banned from sailing in Canadian waters ever, ever again, but it still was an oil tanker for another 30 years after the accident. Oh wow! They just they just, oh, they, they, they just renamed it the Sea River Mediterranean and hope and hope nobody noticed. Oh wow! Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> nobody follows up on oil spills, so they were safe. Yeah, it turns out building giant oil rigs is expensive. So so like re recommissioning the worst one ever was better than building a new one. Wow. Huh. What was the, what was the name of the of your planning book and the other devices you had with it? Um, a Hobonichi Techo, a Hobonichi Weeks. And um, a traveler's notebook with three inserts. See, that is so ultra specific that either it's 100% true or the the twist will be that, uh, no, but my notebook has five inserts. So I, I do not know which way it could go. Well, you can ask me any questions. You have unlimited presses. I won't penalize you for pressing. I mean, but you picked basically three uh, bands from three different decades for those concerts you visited, which is probably mm. intentional. <laughs> um, what's your favorite REO Speedwagon song? Um, yeah, I can't fight this feeling anymore. I've forgotten All what right, I've yeah. uh, started fighting for. It's time to for bring me, the it, ship into the shore. Do you get it? Oh my God. I understand. I would folks. recite lyrics. I would recite lyrics. My favorite REO Speedwagon song is the piano solo from Keep On Rolling. So yeah. Wow. Uh, not the whole song, just the piano solo. It's, it's That's excellent. Fine. Yeah. So my name is Jonas. No, I'm sorry. My name is Mike Solosi. Uh, I think it's time that we, that we try to guess which of those statements is a lie. Huh? You know, you know I, I have a feeling that Nikki is a little bit more well-traveled than she lets on. So my guess is the countries she's visited. I'm going to guess the concerts. I'm guessing the planner. That's very specific, and it's a double-edged sword. Nikki, which one is the lie? It's the planner. Oh, yeah. point four. Oh. Vindication. Yeah. Nikki round part two. So, so what, what are uh, your, your travel accoutrements for when you're visiting Venezuela or France? Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> you should learn words like accoutrements if you ever want to go back to Provence. But... Oh, it was horrifying. <laughs> when I landed in the, in, the, um, in the airport and I was like, oh, no, what if I say a Spanish word instead of a French word <laughs> on accident and they think I'm being rude? 
Oh, it was so scary. <laughs> uh, now, I, I am not denying your uh, your feelings, Nikki, but if you have a conversation with someone in Paris, I promise it's them that is being rude and not you. I promise. Okay. That, that, that's, that is how that transaction is going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> Actually, you know, when I was in Paris, I was I was a teenager and I was trying to speak French and uh, get around the city that way. And the the French people actually were very kind about it. Like Parisians are very rude if you try to just get by only speaking English. But if you go at like make an effort and are polite and speak French a little bit, they love it and will be totally helpful. It's kind of it was at least that was my experience as a 15 year old. Yay. So Wes gets the point in the Nikki round because Wes can identify Nikki's uh, uh, traveling planners better than Mario or I can. But uh, Wes, it's now your turn to share four statements about yourself with us. But I give you permission to lie once. Well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Number one. I have taught my daughter to imitate Matt Berry's voice despite her having no idea who Matt Berry is. Another way in which our, we're similar, because Matt Berry of the IT crowd and what uh, what we do in Shadows has the best British accent of all time. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is a work of art. <laughs> Number two, my wedding recessional was the Final Fantasy victory theme. Number three, the first concert I ever went to was a Styx concert that I was working at. And number four, I have been reprimanded for singing at work multiple times a very musically themed set from Wes. yeah it is oddly enough what are some songs you like to sing at work well the one that i got in trouble for at my uh my second job um which was uh, a mongolian grill um we got very bored one night um and it was very busy and we were hot and we were exhausted um, so we all just kind of started singing the SpongeBob SquarePants theme, which is a theme <laughs> for a show I had never seen at the time. Um, but everyone else was singing it, and I figured I might as well sing it too. And apparently, you're not supposed to do that. Wow. Fortunately, there's not there's not a ton of lines to memorize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it ends up being very easy if all you're doing is the round. But that was the most fun I had. Uh, what was your uh, situation working at a Sticks concert, and how old were you at the time? So at the time I was, what, 14, 15? Um, I worked at a, a local place called the National Cattle Congress that does, puts on a lot of events. Um, and a lot of the events that I ended up working at a little later in my tenure there were concerts. Um, I actually ended up working the concessions and then went out into the, the audience with like, you know, the old fashioned, uh, you know, hung tub, I don't even remember what they're called anymore, uh, of, of drinks and stuff to, to try to hawk them in the concert. And while I was doing that, I was able to see the whole thing and get my first contact eye. So. Huh. Hey. Well, the, well, contact high at a sticks concert, uh, 20 years ago or so that checks out. Yeah. That it, it feels almost like a cliche at this point, but. <laughs> hmm. I'm a little stumped. Anyone else have any questions? Was it just the little fanfare or was it the little music part after it for the victory theme? It was the whole shebang. We actually had a friend who was in a string quartet and she put together a full arrangement for us of the Final Fantasy victory theme. So, you know, when we kissed, it had the da 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 And then 
the rest of it was like a string quartet playing it very nicely. From the uh, original as, as Final Fantasy? Uh, we had given her a couple of different versions to go off of, but it was, yeah, Final oh. Fantasy IX um, we'd given her, and then, but it, it was the original Final Fantasy, so it was like FF12. Um, I think was okay. The, so, the it, so it was it was the melody we're most used to hearing the da 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 and not and not okay. like the FF seven. I was okay. not the one who sent in the um uh the the music. Uh, that was my wife because it was her idea. Um, oh, okay. And she will punish me if I ever do not lead with that. Fair. Okay. And if I had an outsized influence over a tiny human, I might also try to have them say something like Matt Berry. I, I can totally see that. It's too on point. Is it her calling you father? father? It is. It is? Perfect. Perfect. I, I started calling her daughter, and she started yelling father. Perfect. All oh right. God. That's I, how we I, greet I each even, other to this I day. Even guessed, I even guessed the scene. I cannot believe it. We did not prepare this ahead of time, listeners. I promise. It is a problem. Yeah. Okay, so now I definitely believe that one. Um. Hmm. Okay, I, th I think I'm ready to guess. Uh, or, uh, do you have any other questions, Mario or Nikki? No, I think I'm good. I'm ready. Okay, my guess is the Final Fantasy wedding theme, because... I, I just have a feeling you played a different video game song at your wedding is, is my only hunch there. So yeah, I, I'm guessing Final Fantasy Wedding. I'm guessing concert. I'm also guessing the Styx concert. All right, so Wes, was it Matt Berry, Styx concert, Mongolian Grill, or Final Fantasy Wedding? Uh, it was uh, singing at work multiple oh, times. Man. Uh, I only got in trouble <laughs> once for the SpongeBob thing. I had a lie li lined up for the other one, but it did not need. All right, to so go out. so Wes gets a two pointer on us for fooling all three. Well done, Wes. I have sung at work a lot of other times, but usually they're cool with it. All right, uh, so Mario, it's your turn. Give us your four facts about yourself, except one of them isn't a fact at all. Okay, let's see. All right, let's do it. Um, all right, so the first one is I'm a big scaredy cat and really bad with jump scares, but I love horror movies and Halloween events. My second one is I've always wanted to learn how to ride a motorcycle so I, too, can be cool. My third one is I was involved in theater throughout high school and college. And my fourth one is that I'm an avid fan of the High School Musical series, including High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney+. Plus. Okay. So Mario was a theater kid who enjoyed High School Musical as well as being in High School Musicals, who had motorcycle dreams and loves getting scared at Halloween. Yeah. That's but right. One of, but one of those is all wrong. Hmm. It's tricky because two of them feel like they would reinforce each other. Because you I, know, I, I I was a little hmm. bit too old for the well, well too old's the wrong term. I, I I was not I was older than high school when the High School Musical movies came out. I I don't think I've seen any of them straight through to the end, which is weird because I I genuinely like Zach Zach Efron. Like I I saw him in Hairspray and Firefly and uh, 
and neighbors and a bunch of other stuff and thought it was great. But I, I'm not a high school musical guy. But what, uh, Mario, you'd be exactly the right age for seeing those as a young person and, and possibly loving them. And I, and I do know people that, that get scared easily and are somewhat uh, high strung, but love getting scared at, at, at scary movies. So I, that, that tracks too for me. What's your uh, favorite theater experience that you had kind of growing up doing all kinds of stuff? Favorite theater experience. Yeah. So in college, I was in a performance called the Me Too Monologues, which was like this mental health focused thing. Um, We wanted to highlight um, experiences that students were going through on campus. And basically, one of the monologues that I performed was, um, well, I guess this kind of gets into kind of content warning territory. Um, but um, yeah, so content warning for like anxiety and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so one of them was about a student's experience with an anxiety attack. And I guess that experience was, just, I don't know, I feel like being able to relate to other people and like seeing that like mental health isn't just like this thing that only like, I don't know, you feel, I feel like it's a very isolating issue and topic that a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking about. So I think getting that sort of validation and experience was really um, important for me. So, yeah. I definitely believe that part of it. <laughs> and then, but the statement, uh, Mario, the statement was you were a the- you were active in, in theater in high school, correct? Yeah. High school and college, high school and college. All right. Hmm. Maybe, maybe he was active only in high school or only in college. But, but, but the story about the anxiety monologue is true. That's, that's where I'm beard stroking literally right now. Are we getting bamboozled? Flim-flammed. Uh, Mario, um, was there an event or a memory that inspired your interest in motorcycles? Motorcycle memory sounds like a good subtitle. That does sound like a good subtitle. Oh, motorcycle oh, memories had... about a uh, about um a young woman who meets a bunch of cool biker guys at a at a at, at a hangout spot. Oh my oh, god, that's essentially one route of variable barricade. So everyone should play it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, Jacques Jean is an otome about um theater. Wow. It was all an otome all, all along. Yeah, those full circle. All coming together. I'm wow. starting to think that there's an otome for every single one of these 32 truths and lies that we have in the, at the episode today. I think so. <laughs> yes. There probably is. Is there an otome about a sewer worker? There who probably is. An expert is. Manhole inspector? There very well may be. Hmm. All right, that that's too much of a distraction. We got we got it. Mar- Mar- Mario's going to yeah, win sure. if, if we if we're Yeah, not I can't think of a particular event, but um, let me see. I guess just overall, like I do feel like. Hmm. Okay, so one thing I'm thinking of is RPGs and movies and stuff like that. I just really do like that, like biker character, like Kanji and Persona Four and stuff like that. It's like one of my favorite party members in that, and like yeah. I think that's just like a really cool archetype that I like totally am a sucker for. And ironically, in Persona 4 Golden, Kanji is the only uh, person on the team who's too young to have a scooter license yeah. so he has to ride a bike. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, I love him. Yeah. Um, you, you're just yeah. into the uh, juvenile delinquents with slicked back hair and cool motorcycles. Yeah, that trend, everything. Yeah. Well, Mario, what if I told you that there was a Japanese superhero who rides a different motorcycle every year? 
I'm, we're, we're, it's it's common writer. It's common writer. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! How many times can common writer sneak in on this podcast? Where's the common oh, writer Otome game? Oh man, where is it? They're in. Okay, well, all right, you say that, but they're in the video game season of Common Rider, Common Rider X Eight. There is a villain who can use Otome powers to control people's minds, and that was a it's couple episodes. Whoa, Amazing. Yeah. the coolest one! It, wow. It's, it, I, I really enjoy that season. It's a you know top five Common Rider season for me. Yeah, but it's up there. It's, it's a good one. Uh, but mm, back to Mario. More distractions. Hmm. Yeah, I believe questions? all. I, re- I really believe all of these. I I feel like I have to put on a fake ghost face voice for this, but uh, what's your favorite <laughs> scary movie? Favorite scary movie? Ooh, um, I really like Babadook. Oh, that's a fun one. I love Babadook. I well, I I, I do. I, I have not seen Babadook, but I do remember Babadook becoming a surprise uh, LGBT icon yeah. on, social media, on social media for uh, several weeks a, a, while, uh, a few years ago. Yeah, everyone's favorite queer and trans icon, Babadook, <laughs> still shows up in pride parades on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, I, 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 it's one of those memes where I don't really understand it, but I welcome it. Yeah, but bring on LGBT super ally Babadook. Oh my god. <laughs> I think like Netflix just like wrongly put it under like LGBTQ plus films or something like that. Yeah. And it just delighted everyone. Yeah. I remember after watching, I was like, did I like miss like a theme or something? Was it like a message that I just did not like, <laughs> were there like undertones I just did not pick up on? But I was like, no, it's just Netflix being Netflix. All right. I, th- I think it's time to guess. We, uh, we don't want this. We don't want this episode to go on for two hours, 40 minutes. Because if, if, if we bring up Kamen Rider one more time, it just might do that. Uh, anyway, my guess is motorcycles because I, I feel like that it had less it, it had less concrete roots than the other three stories. Okay, fair. Yeah, that's where I was leaning to. I think I got to lock in motorcycles. I'm going to vote for the spooky, scary one. Okay, Mario, tell us which of your statements was the lie. The theater throughout high school and college. I only no. was in college. Yeah, oh, Wes almost got it. Yeah, I like knew how to throw it. off the scent once that. Yeah, I was like, oh, let me talk about, ask questions about something else. <laughs> All right, Mario gets two points oh. be, because we guessed completely created a theater career that you didn't have but uh, so so uh, mario were you not involved in theater at all or were you just telling a, a a slight mistruth there so i was yeah it was slight mistruth i was in theater in college but not in high school uh i i see i thought that might have been the case but i i i felt like motorcycle this didn't fit in with the other three as well 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 anyway yeah. um that was the end of the game i hope you all had fun i had a lot of fun listeners i hope you had fun uh but let's you know, this game does technically have a winner, so let's report on it. Uh, in joint third place are Nikki and I, both with two points. And in first place with six points, over second place with five points, the winner was Wes with a magnificent performance in the second half. Congratulations, oh. Wes. Yay. You did Mario it. The very end with that, uh, with that pull, but uh, Wes's lead was too strong. You're not close. guilty. Congratulations. Yay! I can get out of anything. 
All right. So congratulations to Wes, but congratulations to all of us for learning a little bit about each other. And thank you to um, my panelists for joining me today and for y'all, the audience, for joining us today. This has been episode 339 of Retro Encounter. Um, uh, we're just beginning August right now, but we have a lot more coming in August. Uh, next week, we're doing an episode called Story versus Gameplay, where we're going to have five panelists uh, decide, like talk about video game stories they love, video game mechanics they love, and how they enhance uh, the other or can triumph in spite of a failing in the other. So I'm not sure how that discussion is going to go yet because we haven't recorded it yet, but that is coming next week. And later this month, we're doing two episodes on Final Fantasy 13, one of the very few Final Fantasy games I have never played uh, until a few days ago when I started it. So we're going to be hearing my first Final Fantasy 13 experience alongside some other Final Fantasy 13 enthusiasts later in August. And, you know, uh, August has begun, so I'm allowed to talk about September a little bit. We're doing two episodes on Live Alive, that anthology Super Nintendo RPG from Square in 1994 that received a very recent remake. I knew that a lot of people were going to be playing that game for the first time and eager to talk about it, including me. So we made it one of our episodes of, and gave ourselves a month or two to play it. Uh, so it's going to come in September, excuse me. Those episodes will be coming in September. But listeners, if you want to talk to us about future episodes or past episodes or this episode, the best way to reach out to us is to email retro at rpgfan.com. You can also comment on the message boards, visit our Facebook page, rpgfancom on Twitter, check out our Discord server, our YouTube channel, our Twitch channel, something going on on Twitch every night. Uh, and speaking of things that are going on all the time, uh, this is not our only podcast here at, at uh, RPG Fan. We have Random Encounter every two weeks, usually about current events or uh, dedicated topics, and also Rhythm Encounter every other two weeks, which is uh, all about the music of video games uh, in general, RPGs in particular. But uh, speaking of this podcast, you can review Retro Encounter or Random or Rhythm Encounter on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, whatever uh, podcast app you choose that can pick up our feed. We love feedback. If you can give feedback, five stars preferred. Uh, But let's have the audience learn how they can uh, th- let's have them learn one more truth about each of us, which is how they can find us on social media. Uh, starting with you, Wes. You can find me on Twitter, at Wes Iliff. Uh You'll find links to everything else from there. Now, Nikki. I'm at Twitter, at Otome underscore Nikki. That's N-I-K-I. Only one K because I'm Nikki and I'm not a diary. Agreed. Now, Mario, your turn. You can find me on the RPG fan socials, that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then my own Twitter is EXPTuny. All right, uh, thank you, Nikki, Wes, and Mario, and thank you, audience. I'm Mike Solosi, and you can find me most easily on Twitter at The Real Monsoon most of the time, at Evoker for Dogs at other times, and on RPG Fans Discord, I am Monsoon Mike. So, congratulations to Wes, thank you, Mario, and Nikki, and to you, the listeners, thank you. Good night and good luck.